Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast, a show created to help painting company owners build a thriving painting business that does well over $1 million in annual revenue. I'm your host, Brandon Pierpont, founder of Painter Marketing Pros and creator of the popular PCA educational series, Learn, Do, Grow, Marketing for Painters. In each episode, I'll be sharing proven tips, strategies, and processes from leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their painting business. We will be interviewing owners of the most successful painting companies in North America and learning from their experiences. What is going on, everybody? We have the post-PCA Expo 2023 Action Plan Roundtable here. We have Mr. Mr. Jason Paris of Olive Holdings, Paris Painting, and probably about 12 other companies at this point. A Mr. Jason Phillips of Phillips Home Improvement. We have Corey Leister of Inspired by You, uh, and myself, Painting Market Pros. And then we are waiting on Nick Slavic, Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration. He will hopefully hop in here. The purpose of this roundtable is to, what's up, Brad? Purpose of this roundtable is to discuss the biggest takeaways from PCA Expo 2023. It's relevant for people who came because as you know, it's drinking from a fire hose. I think there were 30 plus breakout sessions. There were focus groups. There were 40 or 45 brain meld topics. So there's a lot to take in. So we're going to distill some of the biggest takeaways and how you can actually implement them to move your company forward. Uh, And for people who didn't come, well, here's kind of your cheat sheet of what you missed. Some big takeaways. So super, super value add for you. Uh, Jason's, Jason's, Corey, thanks for joining us. Who wants to to kick off about your experience at PCA Expo? I vote for Corey. Cool. <laughs> Corey. Hey, I guys. <laughs> I absolutely love the PCA. And last year was my first time attending. And I knew that as soon as I attended, I wouldn't miss another one. Um, it was that impactful. The people there were like none other. You know, you. I feel like oftentimes as a business owner, you feel like you're by yourself. And this showed me a community of people who truly valued and heard about me and my business and helping it grow. And the great thing was I made a lot of great connections at that expo in uh, 2022. And then those relationships only grew throughout the year. So when I went back this year, it was like a big family reunion. And it was incredible. You know, the, I, I can't say enough, like I love all of the education and I love all of the, the classes and, and everything um, that they pour in to that aspect of it. But for me, the networking and the relationships that you develop uh, through this community, they're invaluable. And they've helped to set my business apart and they've helped to help our business grow to new levels throughout the course of the year. And I'm excited for the future because I know that um, 
as we continue to grow and, and every year, the, it was really cool for me as a woman to have the first woman in paint um, night as well. And to know like last year when I was there, there was a group of women, but this year the numbers doubled. And to have that vision of where we're gonna be in the future, it's, it's just really, it was really a great experience. That was a really big group. I can attest to that yeah. because I went up there looking for my wife and <laughs> a lot of people looking at me pretty funny. And I, I felt like there were over a hundred women there and then me. So that, yeah. was, that was quite the group. I saw you up there. I was like, yeah, I stood out. I stood out. Jason's Jason. What do we got? Dude, Jason's setup looks pro level. Right? Yeah. yeah, I always give him a hard time about that. It's so What's dumb. happening in the background? Is that like a TV that's changing? Oh, is yeah, it, that's just a screen. Is there an aquarium back there? <laughs> no, that's just uh, lights and some uh, cabinets and such also, back there. What's that? Thing. Next to your shoulders, there's like giant muscles popping through your shirt. <laughs> no, I don't see that. I see <laughs> No, I don't see that. <laughs> that is the sweet setup overall. And like the blue, even yes. the, like the attention to detail, the blue microphone thing. I'm impressed. He's got easy bake ovens. He's, two a of man them. Of He's got a meat cleaver. Well <laughs> done. Paint shirt. Looks good, man. Thank you. I have nothing else to add. That was very good. Well, I think, <laughs> I, I think Jason is, uh, Paris is, is, uh, Working on his uh, next speaking event, humor there on his whiteboard. He's 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 game planning his jokes back there. <laughs> private, private. <laughs> you can look at my keyboard here. Actually, that's kind of. All right. I love it. Well, Jason Phillips, I know that you presented. I sat sat in for uh, most of your presentation. Had to run near the very end, but it was very impactful. Um, can you give a little bit, uh, I guess, of a recap, some of the biggest takeaways that, that you felt were important from your presentation? Well, from, from my presentation, I, I feel the, the takeaways are, you know, you don't have to live or visit contractor prison. You don't have to live in contractor prison. And there's some, some simple, I say they're simple, the, the framework is simple, but you have to work it out daily. But you, you've got to grow as, you know, one, you've got to grow as a leader. Uh, two, you've got to uh, gain some people skills or up your people skills game so you can uh, build a great team of people. And then three, you've got to empower people with, uh, with what I call able or sy simple systems so that they can just be supercharged in their workflows. Um, so I, I feel like that's, if, if that, that's what I want people to remember is is, hey, I want them to feel like I can do this, I can grow as a leader, I can build some people skills, and, and I can empower my people, and I can live a life of, of freedom where I'm not giving the best of who I am to my company. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my, the, the most important people in my life the best of who I am, like my family and such. You know, now, to, to kind of tag on what Corey said, you know, I've, I've been coming for a number of years to the, to the expos, and I feel that from so many people that I, that I spoke with, a common denominator, a common theme is, uh, is guys feel like they're, I say guys, guys and gals, owners, feel like they're on an island. And then when they realize there's this group of people and we get together and we solve problems together and we build each other up, it's just, it, it's, I feel like every single person that I visited with was absolutely experiencing refreshing in their vision for their life and their business while they were there. And, 
You know, this may sound a little touchy-feely, but if you've never been to one, but there it really is power in connection and connecting with other people who are so much like you on the same path as you. There's, it's like, it's like you establish lifelines with people and you can just pick up the phone and call, call them later and game plan things right over the phone that, that before you had these connections, you didn't have that ability. And I feel like there's just so many people that are empowered uh, and refreshed by that. Yeah. And I don't know if, if I'm just noticing it more this year, I don't, I don't know if it's, it's the interactions that I'm having post expo that are a bit different, but the 2022 expo and the 2023, I'm noticing a lot more action now. So I'm, uh, people are reaching out and, and it's not just, Oh, Hey, they want to market. Obviously that's great, but there's other things that they're doing. They're, they're just say, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And some people, you know, I'm having a conversation with, and they're, they're saying, Hey, you know, actually right now is not the time to market, but I am going to do all these things. And I'm just seeing there's some kind of shift here. Maybe it's just that the economy has shifted a bit. So people are focusing a little more on the business because business isn't so easy to come by. Maybe I know that, that the numbers went up pretty significantly for this expo. Maybe the breakout sessions were viewed as higher quality, but people are moving on these, on these actions, which is awesome to see. Corey, I know you, so, so we sent emails to all the, the speakers to get their one mm -hmm. to three takeaways. We got quite a bit of feedback. I know you had some feedback to give. What yeah. were your big takeaways? Um, well, I got to see my friend, Chris Elliott, um, go in and, and speak. And I went in because he's a friend of mine and I wanted to be there to support him. <laughs> and Chris when and I, I was there, I was like, holy cow. Like he, he's an incredible communicator. And he talked about traction and he really broke it down in a way that made so much sense. And there was just a group of us there who, you know, we've read the book before, um, but the way that he made, he just simplified everything and he brought it down to a level that, you know, it's easy for me to understand. So he dumbed it down for me and it was incredible. I loved the way he talked about delegation at one point and on, on the whiteboard there, he had write down what you're great at and what you love doing. And he put that in the upper left-hand corner. And then he said, write up what you're good at and you like doing, put that in the upper right corner. And then write out on the lower left, what you hate doing and what you're bad at. And then the right-hand corner, he was like, write what you're, you know, you dislike doing, but you're good at. And he drew a line in between the two. And he's like, everything below this line, you need to delegate. And he said, if you're not delegating, then you're depleting your energy. And I was just like, you know, it, it was so good for me because I'm, it showed me that I'm on the right path because this year it was, that's what I needed to do to move my business forward. But it was just so encouraging the way that he did it and the way that he just, he simplified everything for us. So it was an excellent um, talk. Um, and I love how he gave actionable steps that you could take and go out and implement in your business immediately and, and experience growth from that. So um he was just a great communicator. I thought that it was an excellent, um, excellent way to, uh, to break down a subject that could be a little bit more on the complicated end. Well, I've heard I got people involved too. He brought yes. someone up and, and it was very interactive. And then somehow he made me feel like I'm going to cry while he's talking about EOS. Yeah. Like, how'd you do that, Chris? But yeah. yeah, there was a lot going on in that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Jason's either of you, what presentation or, or focus group stood out to you guys? I did go to uh, Brad Ellison's uh, 
presentation and I was shocked at how much people liked his presentation. Uh, <laughs> honestly. Shocking. Shocking. No. Uh, he actually relates really well to people. You would not get here, Jason. by looking at him or talking to him, but people felt like they really related to him. And I was a little bit surprised by that. I thought he did an extremely well job crafting his message. It was the um, tie. It was the, the nice dress shirt and the tie, I think, that did oh my it. God. Yeah, I think he did. He had like a skinny tie, maybe. Yeah. Um, so he He's stayed humble. Metropolitan. But it was, I think, if like the core message of his, one of the core messages that he put through was um, for a long time in his life, he had sought comfort and control. And uh, mm -hmm. that, that had ultimately shackled him. And it was not like a giant leap that he took or a big step he took. It was by little inchy baby steps of, I'm going to continue to seek comfort. I'm going to continue to seek control. And he found himself, as, as the Phillips would say, in, in his own prison, right? He had, he had crafted this own prison for himself. And I thought that's just such a great foundational message of human nature is these uh, prisons that we enslave ourselves in as, as people. And so um, that was a great message. He talked about breaking out of that and the daily and consistent disciplines are required to not revert. And um, then he had a lot of humility and just some of his personal stories of mm -hmm. things he's gone through that made him super relatable. So um, he had Brett, a shirt great guy. Too. Yeah, he's a great he guy. He's a smart guy. Uh, I like him a lot. I did not think people, other people would like him that much. So I was actually like, no tongue in cheek there. I was pretty shocked that <laughs> how much people related to his presentation. He just did a great job with his messaging, which was cool. You know, that's one of the things I, I had to choose because Brad is a, a really good friend of mine too. And I had to choose between Brad and Chris. And I know Brad's story a little bit. And, and I went the safe route because I'm an ugly crier. And I knew like I would probably cry if I went to Brad's because just I know how he's, he's a great communicator. And so I, I voted for going to Chris's because I knew that I could watch Brad's when I was at home because they record all of these sessions. And I was so excited that they recorded them this year because I can ugly cry at home to, and listen to Brad and listen to him and support him in that way too. But I chose a safe route in that one. Have they released <laughs> that? Have they released those recordings? Not That's yet. Great question for Nick Slavic. Uh, <laughs> hey, Nick. hey, Nick, thanks so much for agreeing to come on. I am no longer the chair of the PTA, here. so don't, don't email me with all of your helpful suggestions for how to improve things. Send those directly to Nick. I, yeah, I no, Nick, Nick's can, here. Uh, Nick, what's your, when, you know when they're bringing those? Uh, uh, well, Nick's not sure. Nick, right, we'll Nickslavic.com. Nick yeah. Nick Text we Nick love, at. Yeah. I love getting those emails. Uh, you know, yeah, ask him. He'll, he'll let you know when it gets released. You know, I, I might add, uh, Jason, what, about, about Brad's presentation. Um, I think Brad was open, honest, and vulnerable and and he connected with people. Brad, I know you're listening here. Man, you shared some tough stuff. And the thing is, life happens. And you made it through to the other side. And I think that, I think that uh, the connection was people see, man, if Brad can do this, I can do this. They probably see themselves when they look at you and they were hearing you. A lot of people were hearing and seeing themselves and I believe you really gave people hope and courage in that. So thank you for sharing that powerful message, by the way. Yeah. I don't know why we talk about Brad so much. So we'll, we'll <laughs> kind of... 
Yeah, it's no, the it, abs. I think it's the abs. I think yeah. it. Yeah, when when he popped that shirtless photo off, I was like, "This is why everybody's here. This is why they're all here." He's an up and comer, yeah. right? And he's also he's new to the PCA, and and uh, it's for good, good for good reason. He's a huge promoter of the PCA as well. He is. He won the uh, what the recruiter award? Yeah. There's like up and comers, and then there's has beens. Like it's kind of nice. Like I'm now a has been. So they gave me like a lifetime achievement award at age 35. So it's like, well. That was great. Dog, it's been a good time to die. Now it's time to die. So like, I was like, what do I do in retirement? Very, whatever. That's fine. So, what did you guys think about the brain melts? Did you guys attend any of those? Yeah, I loved it. I led a session on cabinet refinishing, so I had a whole like just I got to meet a ton of people and I got to share some of my experience and listen to some of theirs as well. So. I thought it was really powerful. I wish I would have gotten around to some of the other tables because I've heard a lot of great things um, that people had gleaned from that. Yeah. I think I was at the, I, I led a session too, Corey. I think I was at the least popular table. And oh. <laughs> because the, the, the title of mine was just diversification. And I think people didn't know what that was. Was that about diversification yeah. of culture or diversion of, diversification of, of services? Yeah. And uh, so, I, I, you know, as people were walking by, they would ask, and I'd say, "Well, it's, we're talking about you know diversification. Should I, should I um, grow my uh, painting business geographically, or should I offer additional services to the clients who already you know trust me and like me?" Yeah. And so we had we had some really engaging conversations uh, on that. I, I would have attended that one, Jason, if I wasn't I was going to say you're like the domain <laughs> expert on that too, Jason. You're. Yeah. I think I remember. I picked your brain five years ago on the same topic. I don't know if you remember it, but you're, one of, the, you're one of the few people that I interact with in life that will ask, actually answer the question. Uh, a lot of people, <laughs> you ask them a question like Brandon, like, well, like I will like, never answer company like, people, right? Ever. You ask them a question and they just I'm start talking circles, man. They start talking platitudes and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't you know. You just like, got to keep trying. Keep your just head up. like a cognitive like bandwidth issue or if it's just like something's wrong, but like Jason is operating, Jason's like operating at a level where you can have a conversation with him and he gets the question. He will slam back an answer. And that was one of my big takeaways from expo five years ago was that conversation I had with you. You're a domain expert when it comes to this. It's uh, yeah. People weren't at that table. uh, They missed out. uh, But I also know you're a pretty open book when people reach out to you as well. Well, I would definitely wouldn't call myself an expert, but I've, I've, I've stepped in a few proverbial buckets of paint and uh, I know how to avoid certain things these days. Yeah. Hey, Jason Phillips, one of the awesome things that you did that I've never seen anyone do was you, you basically were recapping the days doing live videos for all the people who were not there. And for people who are following on Facebook, you would attend sessions, focus groups, and you would essentially, I think you did interviews too, right? Live interviews that you were broadcasting on Facebook. What did, what were you doing? Yeah, you know, because um, leading up to the to the event, to the expo, I was talking to painters locally and and online. Hey, are you going? And and so many people are like, "Oh man, I want to go, but I can't go," or or for whatever reason, whether they couldn't go financially, or they were slammed with their schedule, or or someone in their family was sick or having a surgery, whatever it was. And I felt I felt bad because I know the value that I get out of those events. And you know, at so many of these events, when people go stuff, they're like. Hey, look at us, snap, snap. We're having such a great time without you. You should be here, loser. Oh, like, man, I don't want to make people feel like yeah. that. I'm like, right. why don't we, why don't we just kind of reach out through the internet and put our arms around them and give them a hug and, and see if we can add some value to them uh, until next year, until they can get here next year. Then if they don't come next year, I'm just going to strangle them. 
<laughs> no excuse. I was going to say, so it sounds like that cease and desist letter never made its way over to you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's awesome, Corey, man. I didn't realize that that 2022 was your first expo. Let's, let's kind of yeah. dive in. You know, Jason's been around. He's the dog. You know, he's on his last day. It has been. They actually Everything pushed me the off the stage. Too. Yeah, it's going to be like a painless euthanization. I just retired to Florida. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. We'd love to have you. Um, but let's talk a little bit about these relationships you say you crafted in 2022 and Jason mm -hmm. and Jason. You know, I'm sure you guys remember kind of when you were starting out because I think that I think that's powerful. Yeah. You want me to just talk on the relationship? I guess, yeah, I guess just, you know, when you come, I think one of the big concerns are, are, is just that it's kind of nerve wracking. You know, yeah. the painting industry isn't the most collaborative of industries. It might, there, there aren't really a ton of events, not really. There are yeah. smaller Sherwin-Williams and, and stuff, but it might be their first real conference or trade show with the so-called right. competitors or enemies. It's a jarring experience. So I'd love to hear kind of how you felt going into 2022 and then, and then how yeah. it was in 2023. Yeah, I, I went with, um, you know, Nick kind of roped me into, he suckered me into this thing. And then it was neat because I was able to meet a lot of people that I had connected with online and had never met in person. So, you know, putting faces to um, Facebook usernames, you know, it was kind of, it was interesting because some people would be exactly like what I expected. Some people would be completely different than what I had anticipated, but getting to put a lot of faces to names and just um, going out and reaching out to some people that I've, I've been really interested in connecting with before. It was just a really great experience. And I loved, um, you know, getting to meet some of those people. Uh, last year, it was awesome because I'm really great friends with the surf prep family and Hannah was there. So we kind of piled around and I loved, you know, having that person that I connected with so well that we just, we made it a great experience for the both of us. And so coming into this one, it was awesome because now there was a group of women who, um, you know, we just, we had this uh, message chain and any new woman that we ran into, we're like, are you on our message chain? And we just, we tried to make this big event feel as small and personal as possible. And it really helped. And it, and I felt like it was just really, we became closer through it all. And it was, I would just encourage you, you know, if you haven't experienced anything like that, even if you're scared to death of people, you know, just extend yourself out there and make some of those connections because some of them will completely change the trajectory of your business. Um, and I, I just, I cannot imagine had I not taken that step and developed some of those relationships that I had at that point in 2022, um, where our business would be today. Cause I know that that was a catapult or a springboard to where we are today. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the relationships is huge for me. The the brain melds are always the most incredible thing. I, I was yeah. at a table of you know how to market and grow your business, uh, obviously, and and the way that people approach it, I, I kind of go in thinking, all right, we're, we're you're, you know going to do digital marketing and all this stuff, and some of the innovative things that people are doing and the way that they're mm -hmm. talking about and dissecting their market is incredible. Yeah. I'm sitting there learning stuff. They're all learning things, and then they they kind of start collaborating, and it's always just this this mind blowing experience. I, I almost yeah. hope that the PCA will do more of those in 2024. Yeah. I loved nope. too the way, Oh, I'm sorry, Jason. 
No, no, you go uh, ahead. Finish your thought. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, I loved too how I, I've always had like these, these fears of like, you, you put people on pedestals, right? So like Zach Kenny was one of those people that I just, you know, I, I put him on a pedestal. I don't know why, but I just, I had him like up here. And the one day he just took the time and we had the most thoughtful conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, he's not like, he, he was a real person. He became a real person at that moment. And, and I think if you just, you overcome those fears and you step out on faith and you just make those connections with people, you'll be like, oh my gosh, the, these are people that they, they are truly like, they want to help and they want, not, not that I ever visioned Zach wouldn't be like that, but I just thought that he was just this lofty person on Instagram. You know what I mean? Kind of unattainable. Um, but we had the most thoughtful conversation and it was, it was incredible to meet different people like that on a more personal level. Yeah. You know, one Sorry of the other, <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're great. That was awesome. By the way, the, one of the things that we, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And whether it's at a brain meld or whether it's in one of the breakout sessions or, or whether it's, whether it's in the networking after one nugget of information or piece of wisdom can literally save you tens of thousands of dollars in a year or make you tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in a year. And it's, it's not just, you know, it, it, that's great. Those nuggets are great. But also when you, when you take, extract yourself from your business for a period of time and you're immersed for several days in an environment where all you're doing is thinking about your business, good things are bound to happen. There is such a tremendous ROI from, uh, for focusing on your business in that way and power that up with, with uh, nuggets of wisdom and problem solved that other guys went through the learning, went through the learning curve for you and they'll share that with you. It's just a, I mean, it's gotta be a hundred times ROI on your expense just to, just to go. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's an excellent point. You know, you can literally learn one thing and it can, it can make it all worth it. It's so scary to endure the cost and it's so scary to endure the cost from the time perspective and forcing yourself to, to pull out and, and focus on the business rather than in the business. We talk about that a lot, but it really forces you to do that because you can't be checking your emails the whole time. You can't be responding, putting out fires the whole time. You're, you're in breakout sessions. You're talking to people. You're around a table talking to people. Uh, it's transformative. Yeah. I think I just want to dovetail to Jason's point there. You know, these are not low stakes impacts, right? It's not like we're a bunch of, uh, you know, 14 year olds doing lemonade stands three times a year in the summer. Uh, these are like tens of thousands of dollars of profits that swing, right? Based off of key decisions that you make as a founder or the business owner, right? And how many of those decisions do you make in a year? It's a lot. Right. And so I just, to Jason's point, it's, uh, there's probably the biggest cost of this is the time commitment, but these are not low stakes, right? Yeah. Even a smaller painting company, you know, still doing likely hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue and the profits that's associated with that. I mean, you can easily have tens of thousands of dollars swinging based off of either good decisions or bad decisions. You know, Jason, I was, I, I was having a conversation with a, a group and there was a guy in our group. I don't remember, I don't remember who it was, but the conversation stuck out in my mind. He was maxed out in his personal time and in 
uh, the productivity of his team. He felt like he was getting all he could out of them. He was, you know, how can I grow my company or how can I do more? And we, and we just all got to talking and we started talking about a pricing model. And he, he told us, you know, what he was, his, his profit margins on his jobs. And we just all at the same time looked at him and said, you've got to raise your prices. And I mean, if he raised his prices 10%, which he could have easily raised at 10%, that's bottom line dollars at that point. He's going to be making more money just from a decision to raise his prices right there because he was low. He was definitely low. So rather than bringing on more and needing more leads, he just needed to sell, sell for more and maybe build a little more value into a sales present, presentation. I mean, how much is something like that worth in a year? That's worth a lot. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a hard decision to make in the absence of reinforcement, right? And that's a very scary thing to just raise your prices because you believe the prices should be higher, right? Uh, it's a lot different different when you have reinforcement, not just from people with feelings, but people with facts. And that's where the value, a lot of the value comes in is you might have an idea or an issue of what you want to tweak or make a decision in your business. If you can get reinforcement on either the do it or don't do it side of that coin <clears throat> from people who have real world experience, uh, that has a lot of impact too. It gives you courage because there's a lot of risk in that, right? There's a lot of risk. Yeah. Yeah. Informed decision-making. Yeah. There well, was... not only that. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. No, right. no, don't. Just go. <laughs> let me go. No, Mason, Mason Paris, I'm, I'm not going to talk for the rest of I feel of like time. I'm so antagonistic to Brandon. Actually, you are. No, but I don't mind him as a person. Uh, uh, I, just, I just feel like so much of our trade are um, painters who own a business and it was so great for me to be around a group of business owners who have a painting business. It's, it's a, it's a different dynamic. And, and I think that so many painters out there, they need the business side of it, but they're so in the game and they don't know the difference between spending and investing and that they're, they're caught up in maybe the price of, of how much it is to attend the PCA expo and, you know, and whatever it is, but if you're focused on it's an investment in yourself and you're getting around other people who can help your business grow. And it's just a shift in your thinking. And I know for me that that was a game changer was getting around other business owners who thought like business owners and who helped me expand my thinking and who helped me grow in that realm. Um, I think that it can really like, I know that the goal is to, to professionalize your business and to elevate the trade and, and if we want to do that, then we need to help people shift their thinking from just being a painter. Um, not that anybody is just a painter because everybody has value, but to, to being a business owner and, and treating it like a professionalized business. You know, I love your, I love your thought on the shifting the thinking is, you know, there's dollars as, as Jason mentioned, as there's, there's dollars in time invested in going and you can see that as a loss but what are you going to lose by not going? What are you going right. to miss out on by not going? You know, it's, it's absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, I, I spoke with someone after the expo who, who, who uh, told me that he, and I, I'm obviously not going to name names, but he had a, um, a salesperson who had sold $83,000 of business in a year. And it wasn't until he went to expo that he learned that, that they really should be expecting more in the realm of a million. 
And so the first thing he did when he went home was he let go of the salesperson that doesn't sell anything. But it, it's that that's an extreme example of of a fact, right? Of a gold nugget of like a holy, like a like a smack in the head, like wow, this is totally off. But there are so many subtleties. Even if you think you have it all figured out, I promise you, there are people there who have it more figured out than you. And at those roundtables, at that networking, we had we had um, people at, at my roundtable who came were in the 30, 40 plus million dollars. So if you're sitting at five or you think you have it all figured out, there's somebody who has it more figured out than you and you can learn from that person. No question. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I did, oh, go ahead, Jason. I was just going to say it's, it's always fun to mine the gems out of like uh, the, I don't I can't think of a great metaphor because I was going to say the dirt, but that's, there are, there are great ideas and great concepts in places you wouldn't expect them. And a lot of times we put these uh, sources of information on a pedestal because they're really good at execution, right? And if you're really good at execution, especially in this industry, it's not very complex, you're going to be very successful, right? But just because you're successful, because you're good at execution, doesn't mean you have the best ideas. And some of the best ideas that you can mine out of there are from people who actually may not be that great discipline, right? And so now you're trying to find these nuggets from sources that aren't uh, like inherently vetted, right? Because the way we vet people are proof of concept to success, but the success is more deterministic on their ability to execute than it is actually the principle of the idea. And so that's one of the, one of the more fun things for me at these, at these conferences to mine out like, yeah, it's easy to look at like Jason Phillips and he tells you something and you're gonna believe it like it's gospel. Odds are it is, he's very successful in life, right? But you can also meet Johnny Two Shoes Johnny Two Shoes, he's having a tough time. Right? His business is not taking off. Uh, you know, he, he has this problem of he keeps hitting this snooze button on his alarm every day. But the way that he does his, whatever it is, like his closing process is very novel and unique. And it's underrepresented in his success. And trying to mine those nuggets is one of my favorite part of Expo. Yeah. Yeah. Was They're that, out there. Did I get that out without being too offensive? I feel like it's a good concept and... And, uh, I just got a message from Brad. He said he wrote a complaint letter to the PCA about your comments earlier. Yep. <laughs> Not my problem. I'm just kidding. Brad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not my problem. I'm out. Peace out. That's Nick's issue now. But you, you know, Jason, you bring up a good point. You know, when, when you're, when, let's just say that you're newer in business. There's things you may not know, but then as you've been in business a long time, there's important things that you forgot that a lot of times it's, it's good to be around people that are fresher in business and they're maybe having to scratch and claw in a different way. And when I'm around those people, I'm like, yeah, I used to, I used, why did I stop doing that? That's important. That was a key to my success. And for some reason, I, I, I let that slip and I get reminders on those things. That's, I, I love to network with people that are, you know, way larger and way better in business than me and people that are way newer in business than me too. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, re, you, you know, when you're early on, you hustle, you use your network, you use your friends, you go for those referrals, you push hard for those reviews, and then you start making progress and you stop caring about that stuff. You get fat and lazy. That's what you yeah. do. That's, what, that's the natural. When that's your best, that, that's your, you know, I know Jason Phillips, you talk a lot about that. Those are your best customers. You, you spent a lot of episode four in, in the series we're conducting focused on that. Um, so I did, I did email a, basically every speaker that was at PCA Expo 2023. We sent them an email and we asked for their takeaways. So I just wanna, I just wanna throw one out there right now. So Brandon Lewis spoke there. Many of you know Brandon Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, he had three points. I'm just gonna drop them. 
Point number one is once you set a goal of 30% cash flow to owner, it necessitates using best practices in your business system. So he's got three takeaways from his talk that he wanted to present here. Point number two is roughly 12 business systems control the big picture KPIs that flow directly into your income. And point number three is don't overcomplicate your business improvement plan. Focus on excellence in the basics and everything else will take care of itself. I really like point number three. I think that's a lot of what you yeah, get it, out of a I think it sets book. like uh, the framework or the expectations of what a painting business should be, right? Mm -hmm. So many of us uh, grow up with the perception that running a painting business means that you're going to be really tired at the end of the day, not have a ton of money, probably should start drinking. And uh, if you're married, <laughs> you, should fit get, in. you should probably get a divorce just to fit in with the cohort of, of a painting contractor. And you know, when Brandon Lewis lays out those three bullet points, it's really saying, start with this expectation, start with this expectation and now try and craft your business. And uh, so much of yeah, that, there's, there's a lot of, I could dovetail off of there. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons I liked the book that you made, Brandon, you know, there's some things that you do really well. Making books is one of them. And then I talk and then it just all goes out the window. That was one good thing because it really does help promote stories that set expectations. And uh, yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good, Brandon Lewis does a great job of messaging. He's a, he's a very strategic mind, but he can also see that strategy through. So it's a new, unique combination of abilities. He's very conceptual and theoretical, uh, but he also is a great performer and deliverer of the message as well. So it's fun to see whenever he does is involved in something, whether it's politics, speaking about a painting conference, it's fun to see that kind of whole package uh, at play. It's weird how many Brandons are involved here. You got Brandon, <laughs> Bob, Brandon Lewis. Brandon is just a, a popular name here. Um, so Chris Elliott had some feedback. So I know Corey gave her takeaway from Chris Elliott. He was speaking on EOS. He also had three primary takeaways that he wanted conveyed. So number one is EOS helps you get unstuck by organizing the hundreds of challenges and issues we face as business owners and making them more manageable through narrowing our focus to the six key components of EOS, vision, people, data, issues, process, and traction. It's basically going to help you organize, simplify. We, you know, we live in a mess. It's chaos otherwise. Number two, implementing a business operating system, specifically EOS, can help you get more of what you want from your business, more predictability, peace of mind, and profit. That sounds pretty nice. Seasonality is obviously a concern. Peace of mind, profit, uh, those are all things that are nice. Number three, it is not easy, but it is simple. I like that a lot. It is not easy, but it is simple. Implementation of EOS is a process and it takes time to roll out the system. But if you stay with it, eventually you will experience the click. It will then feel more natural and you will start, start to experience the full benefits of EOS. I love that. This concept of not easy, but simple. I think that's, a, that's basically all of this stuff is applying to that. You, no one's telling you it's oh easy. You go and you're just gonna, you're just gonna wave a magic wand and you know, people get kind of irritated. Oh, this isn't easy. I want to make sure everyone listening, no one's saying it is easy, but they're saying there's a path and it's simple. You just have to follow it. What are you guys' thoughts on all that? So I'll just say it's kind of like uh, Jason Phillips has big muscles. Okay, I know you're not, you don't want to show him off today, but you do. He's got great muscles. Uh, there, there's a lot you can get, you can really get caught in the weeds of fitness, right? And, and Jason is an example of, I don't think he's gotten caught in the weeds. I think he just executes. And it's, it's actually very simple, uh, but it's not easy. 
And where people get stuck in this fitness endeavor, right, that Jason has been on is they'd say, well, should I be focused on like eccentric contractions or concentric contractions? And should I be working out in line with my circadian rhythm or should I be on the dip of the circadian rhythm? And, and Jason's just like, how about I just work out every day? How about I sweat every day? And from there you can bend to get to stack and work on the nuances after like a year of consistency. But so many people want to start with the nuances and they get in the deep research and they get frozen and they get paralyzed. And they're just like, well, I'm not optimizing everything. It's just EOS is not going to solve your life. It's not perfect. EOS is not perfect. Uh, only Jesus is perfect. No, EOS is not perfect, but it is an operating system that will get you going. Right. And it's so simple. It's kind of like we over, I overcomplicate things a lot too. And I just want to, there's, so, we were just talking about this with my group of friends. We were talking about this and there's this big issue and we're like, how do we solve it? And uh, it was a relational issue. And then like, like we came back a week later. I was like, oh, it's got solved. Like how to get solved. It's like through the very basic, simple things you would expect. Right. Sometimes <laughs> we're like, I'm so dirty uh, and I smell, right. I'm smelly and I'm dirty and I don't know how to solve this. It's like, oh, I just took a shower and now I'm clean, right? It's not that complex. Don't overthink it. Stay consistent. Don't get caught in the nuances of all these weird things that people get obsessed with. Just start executing. Work out every day for an hour. You too can be ripped like Jason Phillips. Shaving your arm hairs might help a little bit, but there's still a lot of performance underneath that that you won't achieve without anything else. You crack me up, man. So I'll tell, I'll tell you what EOS. I, I, uh, I started EOS back in, I think, 2016, something like that. And it, it really helped me get my team on. I had, I had a, I had a big team and we, it was hard getting us on the same page. And it really just, it's so basic. It's not rocket science, but it just helped give us some consistency guidelines on when and how we were reporting. And the whole point of a meeting is to, is to identify, discuss and solve problems. So they go away forever. And it really just gave us a framework that we could then, of course, we had, to Jason's point, we had to be consistent in rolling that out and sticking to it. But it's, it's just simple guidelines that it's basic 101 things. It's not even rocket science. Most of those comment, most of that book is actually gathered from, you can find deeper subjects and other books about it. It's like a boiled down simplistic version of uh, here's a shortcut to get your, you know, your team and your, your, your things in line so you can get, get traction. I got stuck on EOS, not that this is a whole EOS discussion, but I, I went through, when we got to process, I'm like, man, we've got so many processes that are written up in every different place and they're a huge mess. It took us a long time to simplify our processes and we're still doing that. And you know, to you guys that, that, are, that don't have all that yet, take the time, do what EOS says and get your processes documented in a very simple manner and then you just have your team accustomed to following a process. Then you can just improve it as you go. Yeah. I think so with us, a... I, ahead, I was just, I was just going to say, um, you know, I'm, I tend to overcomplicate some things and like with something as simple as the core values, when I'm thinking of our company's core values and going through, you know, the book traction and trying to be, cause I, I know that success principles, if they're duplicated, you're going to get results. So, I wanted to do it as well as I could. So I'm like, okay, core values. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, well, what's going to look the best for our company? And I'm like, 
looking up core values online and I'm like, just, I'm totally overthinking this. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, I send a, a message out to our team and I'm like, who are we? When you think of inspired by you, what do you think of? And, and then we start getting back, like, we love to serve our customers. You know, we we're a faith-based business, you know, and, and they were talking about, you know, we, we love coming to work. We love our community, you know, and those are our core values. That's who we are. And I was totally overthinking it and that, because I wanted to do it right. And I wanted to have it all outlined. And when you just kind of let go of that and you just keep it simple and you just focus, I, I think it just, it really helped me, you know, uh, just make it more real and authentic. And it's, it's who we are. It's not what looks best written out on anything. It's, it's who we are. Hey, Brandon, someone just asked, uh, can you explain EOS? Just read the book Traction. It's Entrepreneurial Operating System. The book Traction will explain everything. Gina Wigman. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for that. So the, uh, we've talked about uh, marketing, growing your company. We've talked about EOS, um, systematizing your business. We've talked about hiring the right people and, and escaping contractor prison. So all these subjects are covered in such a depth right at, at the expo, everything you could possibly want to know. One of the other sessions that I attended that I, I found very interesting was Matt and Maggie Kuyper's uh, discussion on how to grow a, a commercial painting business and really how to break into that market. And I feel like that's something that's really not discussed that much. It's kind of this mysterious, so you, you have to know people and that's how you get the big commercial jobs. And they really, they, they had a video um, of, of a big uh, commercial painting contractor and, and kind of what they're looking for uh, in these partnerships and, and they go from A to Z of, Hey, if you're just getting started, here's how you make yourself attractive. Here's the paperwork you need. Here's where you need to contact. Here's where you need to be persistent. Here's where you, what you need to watch out for. And then they answered all this stuff. There's stuff on subcontractors. How do you find subcontractors, subcontractors versus W2? What are the pros and cons? Anything you want to know is there. And if it's not deliberately being kind of shoved down your throat through a breakout session or a focus group, you can go find someone and ask them. So the ROI is huge. Yeah, that's an intimidation uh, topic for sure. A lot of people just, they don't know what they don't know. And that intimidates them. Yeah. Intimidates me. Like a lot of people are scared of commercial, not because it's rocket surgery. Uh, but just, because did you just, do surgery on rockets? What? No, nothing. Rocket surgery. It's called a malafor when you... Malfor, Malfor. When you here, I am up, trying to take a dig at you, and I'm the one who ends up looking stupid. It's a, high, it's a highly intellectual pursuit where you intentionally mix up two metaphors. It's called a Malfor. Limited bandwidth, you know that. Brain surgery and rocket science it's called rocket malformed surgery. metaphor. Malfor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's an intimidation thing, and it's fun to break down those barriers of, of intimidation through people that are willing to be open book and and uh, help others. So don't be afraid to ask. I think that's a, that's a big takeaway for everybody. Just don't be afraid to ask and talk and, hey, man, I need help with this. Or how did you solve this problem? Or I'm encountering this. I don't know what to do. People are an open book. Yeah. So Mark Nelson from Olive Holdings. Olive had a number of speakers uh, at this expo. His two takeaway points in response to the email were a basic understanding and knowledge of simple processes and systems. This is kind of relevant uh, to begin to work with subcontractors in a healthy way or take the next step in growing through working with subcontractors. So he really focused on that. 
Uh, this includes recruiting avenues, orientation processes, leveraging your labor force, and an overview of formal partnerships. So if you didn't attend it, if you went to Expo, you're going to get all these recordings. So when you're hearing this stuff, obviously we can't cover everything in depth, but it's giving you a sense of all the stuff that's there. You're going to get a mm -hmm. recording of everything. It's going to be on PCA Overdrive. If you didn't attend, I'm sorry, it will be behind a paywall, but it's really not going to be that expensive. And I hope that you can afford a couple hundred dollars to, to transform your painting company. Don't download it illegally, okay? You wouldn't download a car. Don't, don't do that. Don't ride the high seas. We will come after you with the full force of the United States federal <laughs> legal system. Cease and desist. I love it. Um, so we have another, another, sometimes I don't know, Jason, you, you say it and, and I don't know where to go. And I just kind of say, okay, that was actually the perfect response. I, I thought you tapped out. I guess you didn't really tap out, huh? I kind of like, uh, so, okay, let's just jump. Let's just all let's take a step back here and, and look at what's actually happening here. Nick is a very relatable guy. He's from the rural America people like the way that he, uh, you know, Juxton jives. Uh, he squints a lot when he talks, right? He's a decider. Uh, I'm a lot more conservative, much more uh, like behind the scenes strategy, uh, very hawkish on foreign policy. It's George Bush and Dick Cheney. Okay. You got George Bush, Dick Cheney. Uh, I'm still there conniving. Nick's like a little puppet on the hand. No, I'm just kidding. I am retired. Nick is the, the new chair. I have no power. All right. So... <laughs> and anyone, to his George, as you might say. If if you guys get lost ever, like, there's one other way to say that, and I've been told I can't do that. I was gonna do it on stage, and they told me I couldn't. So, <laughs> you guys get lost when Jason Paris is talking. You are not alone. I about 35 percent of the time, I have no idea what you happening. keep having me on. This is the funniest thing: is I always meme you, I roast you, yeah. and somehow... I, enjoy, I, I enjoy it, and it's it's definitely challenging. And sometimes I just have to keep going. You're, you're pressing my interviewing so skills. bad for Jason and Corey who are taking this seriously. You're putting me into, into a unique situation that no one else puts me into. All right. You keep All on. Right. So I'm doing my thing. So Brian Johnson, who is the director of talent of Olive Holdings, had a couple of points. So Olive Holdings was very responsive. It seems so like too. way too much. Okay. It's just because they responded to the email. They responded. We okay. sent it to 30 people. Only about six people responded. So, you know, you guys responded. So you went. Uh, he said, my main point of the hiring for culture roundtable and then recruiting and hiring panel are pretty similar. Okay. So he talked about hiring for culture and understand and know what your value proposition is as a company. So that's a bit what, what Corey was talking about there. Seek to understand what candidates needs are and then look to draw a connection between the two. That's innovative. Then fulfill on your promises by maintaining a culture where you actually live out what you preach. If individuals don't feel confident in hiring or want some support because of time restraints, I provide a recruiting service where I can do the recruiting for them. So figure out the value of your company, figure out what you offer, figure out what people want, and then connect the two, right? And it sounds simple, sounds kind of obvious. I'm not, I'm not being demeaning when I'm saying this. I'm saying that it is simple, but yet so few people and so few companies actually take the time to do that or think about it that way. Think about it like marketing or sales. What does the homeowner want? What does the commercial property owner want? What do I deliver? How do I give them what they want in an attractive fashion? It's the exact same way for employees. Somebody's got to say something. I only have jokes, so please. <laughs> I can Corey, do it. Jason I can... Phillips, we need you. Yeah. Okay, all employees can now use TikTok at their desk during business hours. 
value. China's watching. Heck no. Yeah. Not, in my, not in my company. Okay. I'll yeah. just say, true story, Brian and I went out to lunch today. And uh, he started asking me questions about my life. And I told him none of his business uh, because he's only been working here. Okay. This is a joke. It's it's actually not a joke. He's only been working (laughs) here for like nine months. I told him I will not form a relationship with you until you've worked here for a year. And uh, so let's just all sit in that awkwardly. (laughs) And that's a great culture. That's a great company culture. You want to isolate yeah. people and ban them for the first 12 months. I said, odds are you're not going to make it, Brandon, or whatever his name is, Brian. Odds are you're not going to oh, make Brandon. it, Brian. Don't even know your name. Odds are you're not going <laughs> to make it. No, he's a core part of what we do. He's a great guy. Uh, he's obviously having a lot of success early on, but he has to prove it to a year until I form a relationship with him. This is not groundbreaking. People know that I don't like to form relationships yeah. with people. Everybody's acting like they're shocked. Uh, if I have former relationships with you, it's because it's very meaningful. You're not a hugger, are you? Not a hugger. <laughs> don't like being hugged. Don't like being touched. Don't like forming relationships with people. Uh, but if I do form relationships, it's going to be meaningful. Brian has not earned that yet, but I'm glad he responded to that, that question. I think I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> like, I love connecting people. I love connecting with people. I love those developing those relationships. And I feel like our culture here is really reflective of that. I feel like our crews are incredible and they just, they gravitate towards one another and they work so well together. Um, I think that there's, there's so like we do, we similar, similarly, we hire culture and train skill. And um, I think because of that, uh, you know, we just, we have an incredible environment where people are thriving and it's to the point where, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff on social media, but I've had people like two, two of our employees now have come into our shop in tears. You know, I don't know if you're hiring, but I can't take another day of my job. And if you're hiring, I want to be a part of your team. And that's how we got to two people in our culture. And they are amazing. One of them's a crew lead now and she's doing amazing things. And so it's it's pretty uh, pretty important, I think. Just to be have sure not to talk to her for the first twelve months. <laughs> I think she would have come and gone. <laughs> that would have been the case. Here's your, here's your number. <laughs> but Did hey, you, it's working for Jason. I mean, he's doing something right. He's doing something right. It's called a maladaptive. Uh, what's I don't know. It's, it's called maladaptive something. Maladaptive adapt adaption. What, what differences did you guys notice or did you notice any differences between uh, 2023 Expo and 2022? The venue was so, obviously pretty yeah. The weather. <laughs> it was yeah. chilly. <laughs> it was hard to fly to. It was hard to fly. It was a challenge. Yeah. Never been to Albuquerque. I'll probably never go back. No, it was uh, – so <laughs> there's been this trend of businesses are professionalizing I want to say diversity is increasing, but it's going from like a little to a little. Uh, but women representation, yeah. I feel like, was high, a lot higher this year than that was the year up. before. Yeah, that blew yeah. up. The business professionalization is wild. And it's just hard for me to like frame this to people where they get it. But I'll say, Jason, when I went to uh, Galveston, and that's when I first met you, I was like one to $2 million that goes on for a residential company. And people were like, wow, millennial, mil- millennial multi-million, like blow their mind. Right. It was like, wow, new kid on the block with a tie. 
Now I walk the halls of the PCA Expo and I'm talking to these 25 year olds and they're like, yeah, I do like two or 3 million, but I'm really hoping to scale next year. You know, like actually I'm like, this is five <laughs> years yeah. that this, that this association has just in that awesome in instant changed. And, uh, that was like, you saw it last year. You really felt it this year. I, yeah. That, yeah. That change has been like very, very stark to me. And it backs up in the, in the membership data that we do. So we'll get the surveys out. Please fill out your surveys. Uh, I actually don't work at the PCA. It's Nick's job, but fill, fill those out. It's helpful to get the data. But yeah, the, the revenue is reflected in that, but it also just hits differently when you feel it. Like you're walking around, there's all these, these kids, right? In their first one, two, three years, and they're doing what typically takes a generation uh, from business complexities uh, to scale to. It yeah, but different. don't get intimidated by that though. Yeah, like, don't get if you're if you're a brand new painter, I made six thousand bucks my first year, and I thought I was doing great because I was in my garage and I was painting. You know, I was painting furniture. Yeah. You know, and and I thought I was great there, but just know you are who you will be in five years, except for the books that you read and the people you associate with. So if you have a desire to grow your business, then you need to get around people who are making more money than you. And don't be intimidated if they're making millions of dollars. Like, don't be intimidated by that. Get around that type of association because they know something you don't know. They put their pants on the same way that you do, you know, and they're no better. You know, God has no respect for persons. And, you know, you just, you got to be around the knowledge and, and know what they know and your business will grow. Yeah, there was something palpable in this. I, it's hard for me to even describe it, but I think we could all feel it. And maybe it were palpable it's called what? <laughs> palpable brandon leave me leave me alone leave me alone i'm gonna i'm gonna mute you you know i have the power to yeah you. i know you have the you, you can actually kick me off i can literally I can, remove you from this you can really kick me off it yeah. was palpable uh I, I don't even care anymore doesn't matter it was it, was, it actually it was uh, I know a lot of people. so i messaged chad uh so if you haven't been okay people aren't, aren't taking advantage of pca overdrive it's a great resource where everything's curated in one spot he made a special section for me called pca shorts because i wanted him to send me the like the opening ceremony clip because when i watched that i got goosebumps uh it was like this is our time now i don't know it was very emotional it felt like a church service uh but yeah it was very palpable the feeling there and it was, like, it was like it was like I was getting goosebumps several times throughout the expo. It was, you saw it last year, you felt it this year. I think yeah. that was the major shift. Yeah. This is why Ariel likes you so much. She makes fun of me all the time. For it's, it's ironic that I run a podcast because I cannot speak. Brad had a, a great uh, point here that I want to bring up. Are people commenting? Does anybody watching this? Some, a couple people are watching, yeah. Couple, yeah. one, one or two. No, we have a good amount of people here. So Brad said, question for the panel. I spoke with a contractor today who came to Expo 2022, but didn't come to 2023 because he felt like the people he met in 2022 were largely braggart, braggart standoffish and didn't really get much value from it. How would you respond mm -hmm. and encourage this individual to get back on board with the PCA slash Expo? Jason Phillips, what do you got? I would first off say this. On behalf of all the painting contractors there, I want to apologize to you. That yeah. should have never, ever happened. And I'm sorry that you felt that way, but there are a number of amazing people there that are there with open minds, open hearts to, to help and to connect with you. And yeah. tell me who it was so I can go punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta hurt. 
Come find me. Nick calls me the great connector. I'll take you around and introduce you to everybody. Well, great idea. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Come find me. <laughs> I have nothing to add. That was actually great how Jason <laughs> Phillips handles like customer. You almost call it like a customer service issue because my response is like the opposite. So Jason Phillips does it the right way. He, he validated the feeling, confirmed the mission right. statement. Yeah. We got, we got empathy and connection. We have a punch to the face and then we have Corey with the hug and the introduction. So I think we pretty much covered it. If we're doing disc, you know, people, different people respond different ways. I think we pretty much covered the response we needed, there, whoever that is. Yeah. All right, guys, we, I, I want to make sure we abide by the time we're coming up on the one hour mark. Is there anything else that you guys want to add before we wrap this thing up? There's just so much value. Like, I, I've experienced it personally in my business. So I, I feel like I, I'm probably too authentic at times, um, but I can't promote something that I don't believe in my heart will add value to people. And the PCA has definitely impacted my business in such a positive way, which is why I can wholeheartedly promote it to anybody I come, come in contact with. So I would definitely encourage you, like try it. You know, what, you've got nothing to lose <laughs> ultimately. It's an only game. Yeah, I think there's <clears throat> there's a reason why so many high performers volunteer lots and lots of resources and time to the PCA. It's just a novel platform of how you can have an impact for the greater good. And this does not exist in every industry. Uh, it's very unique in the sense that it's a nonprofit with a large platform of history that can be built off of and people's lives are getting changed. And you can see at the expo, there are lots of people's lives who will never be the same uh, because of what they went through that week. And all the resources that get put out there, we hope only benefits people's lives as they look to go through the slog of running a painting business. And like, like Corey said, I don't, I don't get like a, a distribution from the PCA. Right? I don't have stock in the PCA. It's a nonprofit. This is something I, I, was, I just do for out of the volunteer nature of, I think it's a great way to utilize my unique gifts and talents to have an impact for the greater good. And there's a lot of things I can do. I can like pet puppies at the shelter, uh, read books to blind kids, uh, or volunteer at the PCA. And I, I, the reason that people volunteer is because they believe that it has an impact. Uh, so that's, those are my two cents. You close this out, Jason, with something real. Well, th that, was, that was, that was very inspiring. I love it. I could be petting puppies. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, people like you, dude, you, you poured your life into it. And I want to thank you for all you've done. And, and, you know, a huge part of what the PCA is today is because of your efforts. And I know there's a whole team of people. I know that, but I want to thank you personally. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, cause I had to fly out and you were busy. So I didn't get to tell you, but Jason, I just want to thank you personally for what you've brought to the PCA. Thank you. Now to, to everybody else who's watching or listening, every, everyone that I saw there was uh, taking notes in their phone or on paper on all their little takeaways, right? So my question for you here is, you know, have you taken action on any of those? Have you narrowed them down? What, you know, go through all of your notes and narrow it down to the three, top three things, then the top one thing. If there's one thing, out of all the good ideas you came across that you could change that would really move the needle for your company this year? 
make a goal out of it, break it down into its tiny steps and put action to them every single day. You came away with some amazing takeaways. Now give them the diligence that they need and make some great things happen with them. I believe in you. I love it. Jason, I love how you focus on just even also, one thing. Just one thing. If you are on a, a platform called Facebook, there's a feature where you can mark Jason Phillips post as a favorite and they'll show up at the top of your feed. Cause that was just like, I got inspired there for a second. I've done that with your, with your posts, Jason. So I see them more frequently yeah. than the others. Cause it's like a good little like hit of uh, positivity and excitement and engagement and, and discipline and all those things. So if you want more of that content, yeah. I think it's like a star icon when you click on the three dots, but oh, you figure it out. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. So yeah. take some, take some kind of action. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to, you know, be a billion things. If you go and you do one thing, then you've bettered your company and you've moved forward. Guys, I want to thank you guys. We've got a lot of positive feedback. Um, some things that people felt like people were rooting for them when they went to Expo. Expo changed their life. They're excited mm -hmm. for where the Painting Contractor Association is going. A lot of really, really good things about uh, the giving culture of the PCA, just stuff that we've, feedback we've received throughout this roundtable. So that's very exciting. Thank you guys for that. And thank you all for your time uh, and for your motivation. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks for doing this, Brandon. One gallon at a time. <laughs> if you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Hey there, painting company owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us your feedback. Let us know how we did. And also, if you're interested in taking your painting business to the next level, make sure you visit the Painter Marketing Pros website at paintermarketingpros.com to learn more about our services. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at brandon at paintermarketingpros.com and I can give you personalized advice on growing your painting business. Until next time, keep growing. Painet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.